What's going on, Washington Football Nation? Today, I got something special for you. We got a podcast collaboration with my group chat boys. How y'all feeling right now, man? What's up, man? How are you? Good, man. Fantastic. <laughs> Energy. In case y'all don't recognize those voices, that is Pascal Todd of the Tay and Todd podcast, my guy Jalen Morgan from the Bleeding B&G podcast, and my boy Alex, a.k.a. Hugo underscore Polo on the Twitter sphere. What's good, y'all? What's crap? What's good with you? I'm ready for camp, man. We downloaded passes today, man. I'm VIP out here. We going to be in VIP. Y'all ready? I'm ready for Richmond, man. I'm I'm ready. It's, it's I was tough. ready. When did they lose? Uh, what was the, the playoff game? Was what Jack January seventh? Yeah, like January. Like 6th. it was right, over around what like eleven p.m. Yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. ready like January seventh at eleven p.m. I like that. I like that. I like that. Seriously, been ready. Man. Been ready. So should we should we tell them what we got planned for Richmond? Is it is it too much to tell them on the podcast? Slide them in there a little bit. Nah, you know what? <laughs> we, we we can get to it. We all gonna be down there. We're looking to get some content. We're going to be in the Airbnb. We're going to be in VIP. One of us or some combination of all of us is going to be down at Redskins. Oh, I mean, Washington football team training camp some, at some point during the week, man. And we're finally going to be around fans again. How is that going to feel for you? Crazy, crazy. I don't I don't even know what it's going to feel like. Like, 2019 was the last, like, regular NFL season That's when I crazy. thought about it earlier yeah. today. So, I mean, I don't, being around fans, it's, it's, it's going to be exciting. I, yeah, I feel like I forgot what it feels like. But I know that when you're, like, at training camp or at a game, you don't know, like, 99% of these people. Right. But y'all, like, y'all feel like family. Yeah. <laughs> a good yeah. play happens. Y'all hugging. Y'all high-fiving. <laughs> don't know them. Don't know nothing about them. So, it'll be cool to feel that again. Yeah, energy just bouncing off everybody, man. Just to be back around. Oh my goodness, I'm hyped. Just, just, just for a little smidge of training camp action. Any little bit of football right now is just like, like ah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hell yeah! And like putting names to faces from all these people we interact with on Twitter. That shit's gonna be interesting, man. Cause we have so <laughs> many conversations. Like we have a whole like friendship pool of people that we've never met never in our met. lives. Mm-mm, and we're true. gonna see them for the first time. And there's gonna be some interesting interactions, man. Dude, one it's of the best pieces of news I got today was we having a podcast party. They're having a podcast. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. New spaces that you're talking about, man. I'm really excited for get that. that. Get that awkward. Hey, hey, hi, hey, what's up? What's, what's up, up, man? Oh, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twitter. Oh, oh. Okay. okay, all right. Cool, cool, cool. Nice <laughs> to meet you. All right. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up, JP? You were on my podcast, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I'm on a bunch of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm excited, though. Yeah, but training camps in four weeks. I'm going to start with Todd. Give me one word to describe how you're feeling post-off season and going into training camp. One word. Let's hear it. Hopeful. I hope I didn't steal. I probably, I, maybe I stole somebody else's word. But, like, they actually had a good off season, which they needed to do. And so, like, looking past this year, I'm hopeful. And not just because of the team stuff on the field, off the field too so i'm just I, i'm hopeful more than i've been in in it in like at least three years i feel that i feel that jay how about yourself man um to sum it up in one word i would probably say anxious 
Mm-hmm. Um, because it's a lot of hype around this team. Um, it is a lot of hype. Definitely. On like the, on the field aspect of the of the of the whole process, and like I said, I'm anxious. Um, one of the topics that's been covered around the media and the local media is like, when have we been this hyped about a Washington football team in recent years? And I know a lot of people talk about 2012, but I don't even remember like this much hype. Mm. It was hype surrounding RG3 and Robert. Yeah, yeah but, but it was more like myst- mystery and, and yeah. that yeah. Was yeah, and 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 just coming off like Robert is a face of like college football coming off that year. So I don't even think it was that much hype going into this year. So I don't I, I remember being a Washington football fan for about 20 years. I don't remember this much hype going into the season. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. How about you, Alex? Uh, man, right now, I'm really going to say confident, man. I feel like we, for so long, have been just waiting for a winner. Not to say that they're there yet, but I have this, like, cool confidence in this team. The energy that's in the building. You hear the players talk about it. You hear about the family, the culture, what they're building. Like, you feel that. We feel that at home. We're here just talking to each other. And, you know, we, we always say it's different. Every year we say it's different. But truly you can see it it's almost like it's tangible that we can touch it we'll be out there to see it come you know in a few weekends but dude i'm, I'm ready to see him put it together i think them getting that taste of the playoffs really stretches as far as how they approach and practice how they're holding each other account accountable one another it just carries all across the board i'm i'm really geeked to see what these guys are gonna do man like I, i'd be lying if i said i wasn't pumped oh, yeah, what about you rio oh my word is afraid because I'm not trying to harsh the mellow of the vibe we got going here. I'm afraid because too many things are going well. Yeah. Like, I need to accept that karma's <laughs> on our side now, but I haven't accepted it yet until I see it. But everything's going too well. The offseason went beautifully. We upgraded at the positions we needed to upgrade it. We didn't get a long-term answer at quarterback, but we got a really good stopgap position, a stopgap quarterback. We got a linebacker and a couple safeties that could put a cherry on top of the defense. No injuries so far, knock on wood. The national media loves us. We are media darlings all of a sudden on and off the field. This rebrand process is going well. This fan ambassador thing, the inclusion of fans, it all feels so good that it scares the hell out of me because (laughs) with Washington football, the Redskins, I'm always used to a circus. And this is so far from a circus environment that it's scary, but it I love to see it and I'm excited to be afraid. Yeah, I, I like it. <laughs> I'm with you, man. I'm with you all the way. I'm terrified. The only thing that makes me feel a little bit better is I was thinking today, I think I was looking at a picture, I don't know what it was, but it said a Nova Sports Performance Park. And I was like, all the drama, all that is from Redskins Park. Redskins Park doesn't exist anymore. anymore. That doesn't exist anymore. There is Come no on. more. I don't even. The street's not even the same thing. It's a Nova Sports Performance Park. And can you blame us though? Can you, no, <laughs> no, right. you can't. Like we have a reason to be scoring this. Yes, for team. sure. We have a reason, so I understand why you're. Afraid. It's like you're in a relationship, I get and it, like bro. Trust the, me, it's I an abusive it. relationship, and then this Sheesh. time they're like, "No, I promise, I'm gonna stop." Like, I, I, I don't know if I believe you. Gonna keep pulling me yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But that's, oh, we're going to be in for a ride. 
Yep, a wild ride. And speaking mm-hmm. of a wild ride, Ryan Fitzpatrick's career. It has been a roller coaster of emotions, but he always keeps it interesting. There's been no filler or boring parts to his whole career. Are we buying in to the quarterback competition that Ron speaks of? Or is Fitzy going to be handed the job? And if so, how long do you think his leash is? Let's start with you, Jalen. Um, so I, I found an in, interesting comp um, over like the last couple of weeks um, with the Ryan Fitzpatrick coming to Washington um, situation. And I look back at like a guy like Rich Gannon, um, who didn't really excel until his late 30s. Um, I think he won like an MVP with the Oakland Raiders at like 39. Um, and he was like a journeyman, didn't necessarily have the strongest arm, but something, something finally clicked late in his career. And I just think that that's that's what's happening with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't even want to say that's what's going on because we've seen it. Uh, we've seen it over the course of the last couple of years. We all know why he was benched last year. That was from upper management, not for any reason for his play. And I think that this is the best team that he's fielded in those 16, 17 years over the course of those six and seven teams. Um, and yes, I have went back and looked at all the rosters. I do think this is the this is the best team that yeah. he's fielded um, in his career. So those are reasons why I'm buying no Ryan Fitzpatrick hype for sure. How about I about you, Pascal? <laughs> You're on mute. You're good. You're on mute. What the man? Whoops. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like there, I feel like there is a group that is overestimating what ryan fitzpatrick will be not like not what he could be because we know he can play well it's not about whether or not he'll play well it's about how much he'll play well will he play more well or will he play more bad and there's a group that i think is just completely omitting the bad side that will exist uh but at the same time i'm watching back last year and the quarterback play was so terrible like at the beginning of the season, especially that Fitzpatrick doesn't even have to be that good for this team to really be in, in some games. So, I mean, for one, I do think that I do think that Rivera is having a competition. Now I think that it's a 98% chance that Fitzpatrick wins. I think he is leaving the door open. Like, like I said, 2%, whereas last year, I think he really wasn't leaving it open. And I think he's trying not to make that same mistake again. So I think it is, it is a competition, but like Ryan Fitzpatrick would have to be terrible and Heineke would have to be phenomenal for him to actually win the job. Um, so I do think there's a competition, but I do think I do think some people are overhyping Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, I also think he could have a really good year, yeah. but I, I think some people like I think some people will be crushed if he goes out and goes out and throws four interceptions week two against the Giants. And me, I'm gonna be like, ah, we should have knew this was coming. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Alex, how you feel about Fitzy? All right, to uh, just touch on what Todd said briefly, um, I really do believe that we are having a true quarterback competition. Ron has alluded to such that he's learned from his past mistakes, didn't really truly give everyone opportunity. But I know that we, we aren't ash-burning ourselves and thinking that Fitz is going to come in and fit, but we should ask ourselves with this, with the roster last year, if we had Fitz, are we a seven-win team, eight-win team, team, eight-win team or nine-win team with him there with the receivers that we had at the time? We all know this roster is vastly improved here in the present now. Um, the one thing I will say is, as excited as I am for Fitz, I want to see how Taylor does pan out in the postseason, excuse me, in the postseason, in the preseason as well. If these guys are just a semblance of even, 
you got to roll with the young cat. I don't know how you guys feel, but if if Taylor's performance is anything near near, oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying, then you know then then we have to. But I am excited for this because I know this may not be the most potent offense that we've had in a in a long time, but it's going to be probably the most aggressive. We know he's going to push it. We know Terry's going to get his looks. We know he's going to look Logan's way. We know guys are going to get their chances, and I think that's what's going to make it the most exciting and dynamic we've seen dynamic offense we've seen in Washington in quite some time. Yep. I mean, I look at it this way. I look at worst case scenario, Ryan Fitzpatrick is who we thought he was. And he plays himself out of the position at some point this year. But best case scenario, he has a career year because like y'all said, this is the perfect time and perfect team for him to be on with a rising, ascending elite defense, young talent, speed, size, everything around him offensively. The offensive line, although unproven, the offensive line could be good enough to give him time to pass the ball. He's in a position where he should be able to succeed. But if he doesn't, we got this kid behind him. Well, he's not a kid. He's almost 30, but he's a kid as far as (laughs) snaps and experience. Heineke, he's been building momentum since that playoff game. And this offense is a second language for him. He's been with Scott Mm -hmm. Turner in Minnesota, Carolina, and here. He knows the offense like he knows his textbooks at ODU. So if Ryan Fitzpatrick pulls a hammy or BSs through camp at some point, which I don't expect, Heineke can take the job, but I think it's going to be Fitz's job, and I think his leash is going to be pretty long, actually, because I think Ron really wants to play the experienced guy and the guy that's going to win over the locker room. Yes, Heineke did win over most of the locker room, but Ryan Fitzpatrick just steps in the locker room and everyone gravitates to him. He yeah. just has that. He just has that moxie, that personality, like Fitz magic. Like you feel it. Like as soon as you start <laughs> listening to the man speak. So at the end of the day. It's Fitzy's job to lose, and I don't expect him to lose it. But how 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 shook up would you be if well, probably like S- September third, right? Preseason games are over, final cuts, and then kind of like Jay did in twenty fifteen with Kirk and RG three. If Ron Rivera comes out and says Taylor Heineke is going to be our starter for the season, I'm rolling with it. <laughs> I'm yeah, rolling. Man. With it. <laughs> what can we do, man? I'd be pretty shook up. <laughs> I'll be pretty sick up because you got to follow the money. Like we, right. we, paid, we paid the man 10 million. Like we paid yeah. the man 10 million dollars. And we, on, on the other hand, we have heard Ron talk about a quarterback competition, but we also heard Ron talk about Fitzpatrick possibly being the starter past this season for, yeah. you know, for potentially two years. So, I mean, Ron's, you know, you got to give or take with, you know, preseason commentary and mini camp commentary. But I would I would definitely be shocked if if Taylor Heineke surpasses Ryan Fitzpatrick on the depth chart at any point this season, unless of course he has like a three or four interception game. I was, hey, man. I was pretty surprised. Hey man, he win that job in camp. We might have one. We <laughs> might have us one, man. Because when you watch the right, when you right. watch the tape. <laughs> the dude can make plays, man. Oh, yeah, he got man. some baller in his blood. It's nice too, because like you go sure. from 2019, uh, or it was 2018. Alex Smith came in. He didn't. He didn't know the offense well. He the offense was not good. They were winning games, but Alex really didn't couldn't execute Jay's offense. Oh. 28, 2019, Dwayne came in. Dwayne was Dwayne. 2020, again, Dwayne was Dwayne, <laughs> and then Alex again. But now it's like 
Fitzpatrick is going to start, but if Heineke has to play at some point, injury, benching, whatever, at least it's a guy who knows the offense like Thanks. the back of his hand, like Kirk knew Jay's offense. That's just that's just a good feeling because it feels like we have a million different quarterbacks, and not only are they not great, but they don't know the system that well. They need an armband to, to read the plays. <laughs> they can't you speak the verbiage. So at least he knows the offense that well. Dwayne was Dwayne. We got to put that on the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but before we get into specific uh, position groups, uh, my man Jalen in the group chat said he wants to hear everybody's hottest hot takes surrounding the team going sure. into the season. <laughs> Who would like to start us off on the hot take? I want to go last. I want to go, go last. Okay. Oh, all right. I know I it's going like, to be crazy. I feel like Alex should go first. You want me to go first? All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to be subtle, guys. I'm going to roll what I told you guys earlier. I, I think Logan Thomas is definitely set for an extreme year. I know Ryan Fitz loves his his tight ends. And I, again, I had How a extreme. How extreme. I'm going with double-digit touchdowns, man. I feel like that Pro Bowl snub last year with Evan Ingram getting over him, like, he's not tripping. But in the back of his mind, you know he's itching like, oh, you guys really screwed me over. So I'm going to go ahead and give him 10 touchdowns, 1125 yards, man. 11, he 11, said 25. subtle. He said subtle. Yeah, hey, man. Look, look. I, 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 I 1125, man. And I'm, I got him on 78 catches. So 78 receptions. Listen, man. Y'all's for catch is crazy, too. It's, it's averaging 14 yards a catch. It's <laughs> enough love for everyone. I'm just going ahead and quit all the red zone targets he's probably going to get, man. With that offense down on that line, it's going to be hard to account for everybody, man. Every man has to check everyone on that field. So, <laughs> hey, man. Hey, remember that. 1125. That's like that's like an all pro tight end. So we're talking, we're talking, we're we're talking Logan, Logan Kelsey Kittle. That's what we're talking. There you go, Logan Gasicki. That is insane. Uh, All right, I can go next. I can go next. We were talking about Heineke. I'm gonna say week. I'm gonna say we slow start. Fitzpatrick turnovers, benching. Heineke takes it over. Schedule gets a little bit softer. Five last NFC East games. Taylor Heineke leads the team to the division title to the playoffs over the second half of the season. <laughs> does he does he solidify that spot going into next year? Uh, it's going to be tough again because it's like again we only saw half the season, but probably they probably bring in some competition or keep Ryan and keep it going. But I don't know. You say second half of the season, put a number on it. Week what? Week what? Week, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say week eight. Week When's eight. the bye? When's the bye? That's right before the bye. Week nine. Week nine. nine. Yeah. Bye is week nine? Yeah. I'm going to say week eight, and then he gets the bye, and then he continues after that. That's almost perfect so, timing, So he's going to get he's gonna get nine. <laughs> hold up. So he's going to get nine games and lead us to the division title? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's his job, if that's yeah, the case. Right. Nine that games. Is, that's a sample size. Like, yeah. All right, just to take this a step further, are we winning that playoff game? <laughs> I mean, with Taylor Heineke, why not, right? <laughs> oh, man. Let's see, who are they playing in the playoffs? They're probably playing, like, the Seahawks Tampa again. or Tampa. Um, sure, why not? Right, let's go. We got sure, why not? Day, why right? not? I think, hey, hey. It's the time. It's the time for hot takes and optimism. <laughs> right, exactly. Mine, yes, mine. I don't know how hot of a take this is because I feel like it's very possible. But I guess in a second year leap, it would be. 
I got 28 sacks total between Sweat and Chase Young. Ooh. But I got I got 17 sacks for Chase, 11 for Montez. Uh, Chase Young is going to be a defensive player of the year candidate in his second year in the NFL. 28 sacks for the tandem. Let me know what y'all think. Does he make an all-pro team, Rio? Absolutely. Ooh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he's and it. he's in the and he's in the defensive player of the year mm, uh, conversation. I, like I love it. If if they get 28 sacks and then you got Payne, Allen, Settle, and Ionitis, so attainable. We probably getting 70 sacks of the team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can yeah, I can, can I throw in two picks for Montez on the season though? I I think two going picks. forward, man. Two Montez going forward is going to be he's probably going to lead the league past batter at the line. I oh, feel yeah. like that part of that part of his game grew so much later in the season, especially yeah. against Pittsburgh, Dallas. I'm like, I think I think they started coaching him up on it too. I, I think you could tell they start telling him, dude, stick yeah. your hands up, yes, put your hands up, man. Oh and, yeah, and, yeah. It led man. to three. Inter- it led to at least three interceptions. Man, his I, Steelers and the Seahawks. I think that part of his game is going to definitely flash a lot. You almost I'm, have I'm, one against the Giants too. Yes, I'm going to give him two. I'm just a calm two. I think that's very attainable. And maybe okay. one defensive touchdown. Maybe one defensive touchdown. Okay, okay. Squeeze it in there. All right, and last but not least, let's hear the hot take from the man who wanted the conversation himself. Let's go, Dave. right? All right. <laughs> so, so I have two. I'm going to use. I'm going to use my first one as my scorching hot take, and I. Hopefully, my second one is going to segue you into our next topic discussion, Rio. So hopefully, that's what I'm aiming for here. So my first one, if you guys have been following my Twitter and my social media, I've really been on this bandwagon for the last couple of days. Um, so my first hot take is that Curtis Samuel, our new free agent signee, will have more rushing yards than J.D. McKissick, okay? So we're going to be using Curtis Samuel all over the field. You know, J.D. McKissick going into camp is listed as our RB2. Um, I don't necessarily think he's going to get enough, a lot of touches, as many as he did last year. And I think, you know, with Curtis on the field, he can essentially be your backup running back. And he's way more explosive than J.D. Uh, running a 4-3-1-40. I think that's like a top 15 combine time all time. So um, that's he's going to be on the field more. He's going to have more opportunities. So I think that Curtis Samuel outrushes, and he's our second leading rusher on the year. All right, so that was the first one. That's my scorching hot take. I don't know if you guys think that was too scorching. Second, I mean, your your wide receiver too being your second leader in rushing yards is kind of hot. It is kind of hot. I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of hot. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Um, and then my second one is kind of subtle um, because you can't really put a quantitative number on it, and you can't like while watching it. But I think that Samuel Cosby is going to be our best rookie. In his in the rookie in his rookie year, not saying he's going to be the best um, rookie coming out of class or having the best career, but I think that this year he's going to be the most impactful rookie uh, to contribute on the Washington football team roster. Okay, and that's a perfect transition because that's exactly where we were going next. Best impact rookie um, in their first year with Washington, with like like you said, not over the duration of their career. Who's going to make the biggest impact immediately from week one, day one on the team? I'll start this one. It feels like it's easy, but Jamin Davis, Jamin Davis is going to be on the field every play. He's an every down linebacker, and he's just going to clean up and eat his lunch 
behind this defensive line. It's that simple. We haven't had someone this athletic that can actually cover a goddamn tight end here and forever. So for me, the impact rookie, I wanted to say De'Ami Brown because I love him. That's probably yeah. my favorite pick of the class. But I'm going Jamin Davis. Alex, where are you going? Man, didn't make it easy, man. I, I definitely was leaning towards Jamin myself. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say De'Ami, man. I feel like De'Ami's going to strike a lot of people with those flash plays early on, too, early on. They're going to be paying so much attention to everyone else. He's just going to find a way to – you know how D-Jax used to just – if he had two or three catches, it was usually for 100 something plus because he was just getting some some just exponential plays over the field. I think Deami's definitely going to be that for us. He's going to probably be the forgotten man amongst that offense and just like just rip a few guys, man. So I'm I'm gonna roll Deami. I would um, I, I'm gonna take the easy route and I'm gonna say Jamin Davis too. <laughs> I think he's gonna get interception week one. I just think Justin Herbert. He's kind of a he has a downfield mentality. He's got some good receivers. I think he's gonna underestimate his height and his length and his Testing. athleticism, try to get something over the middle, over top of him, and, and Jamin Davis is just going to go up and get it and take it from him. So, yeah, I, like it feels like a cop-out. I mean, probably also Cameron Cheeseman because, you know, we know he's a day-one starter. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> ah, true. <laughs> Although we're probably going to be holding our breath on every punt and, and field goal and extra point for a little bit. I know if he misses one early, fans are gonna light him up. Oh, but uh, but Jamin Davis, I I think day one, game one, you're gonna see that impact. Yeah, he's a monster. Yeah, Jalen. Jalen, who you got? Oh well, oh. Yeah, I mean, you just said Cosme. Oh, that's so. right. That's I right. That's right. Elaborate on it if you guys okay. want me to. Yeah, go Please. ahead. Go ahead. Uh, the reason why I went with Samuel Cosme is we gotta we gotta just read the tea leaves, guys. Let's look at the timing of the Morgan Moses release. That happened. Well, the news came out the Monday after, after you know the rookie mini camp, yes, where you know reports were coming out that Samuel Cosby was this physical specimen hitting the bags, picking up sleds, and all this other stuff. So, I mean, we just reading the tea leaves. So, I expect him to come in as the day one starter at right tackle. Um, with like I said, you heard reports that said like he just hits the bag different. Um, and I even mentioned um, when I was doing Taze and Todd's podcast prior to the draft how I loved um, Samuel Cosme at Texas. Um, didn't really think that his play style uh, matched up his athletic specimen type numbers that he put up. He was what, four, almost a 4-7-40, bench press. But if they're coming out and reporting that at camp, there is a chance that he got better over the course of this offseason. And if he's able to live up to those freakish combine numbers, we might have we got a gem at right tackle. I told y'all after we drafted him, that dude, I don't know where he's going to start, but he's starting at one of those tackle spots off rip. Mm -hmm. I was like, he's going to start off rip. And Cornelius Lucas didn't didn't like all the movement (laughs) on the offensive line. But at the end of the day, when you're a journeyman offensive lineman, you got to work for your paychecks, brother. Like you cannot, you you cannot shy away from competition. Competition beats excellence. Ron got one look at his big boy from Texas and (laughs) said, Morgan Moses, deuces. For sure, for sure. Deuces, you are a soldier. 
I think that Cornelius Lucas, you know, that Twitter beef, I think that was more towards Charles Leno. You got to yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah definitely was towards Charles. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's about to come take his job in Washington. I wonder how the O-line meetings are. Oh, O-line dinners are. It has to be. Oh, my goodness. So Cornelius Lucas is now the new Tynaseki. He's going to be the swing tackle for us. And the offensive line is... I wouldn't say one of the strongest groups on the team, but the strongest group on the team is clearly the defensive line. My question to you, well, actually it's Pascal's question in the group chat. What's the, what's the best position group here other than the D line. So just exclude those monsters up front on the D line. What's the next best position group in DC Pascal start with you since it's your question. Yeah, it's kind of tough. I've been thinking about it like a lot more than I should because you kind of look at it after the defensive line and there's no group that blows you away. Like, you know what I mean? Because they kind of there's also a, a, a couple groups that they like really upgraded this year. Uh, I, for me, the two choices are cornerback or wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, cornerback because obviously Kendall Fuller and William Jackson. And then you like that you have um, – uh, uh, Jimmy Moreland, who played nickel, and then you have St. Juice coming in. So you, if you feel good about him, if St. Juice comes in and he and he proves to be a good pick, then I think it's that. But then on the wide receiver side, it's kind of the same thing, where since you added Curtis Samuel, if Deami Brown pans out, then I think it's that with Brown and Samuel and, and, and McLaurin. So I'll probably say, I don't know, it's tough. Those two are even to me. I, I, between the two, I'd probably say wide receiver just because Terry McLaurin's so good. And we know yeah. Curtis Samuel is good. So if Diami comes in and, and he he becomes what you know Chris Sims was talking about, then I think that's probably right after D line. I like I want to see what you guys say. I know for me, I agree with I agree with you. I was gonna go wide receivers mm. one because the next best player on the team after Chase Young is Terry McLaurin. And yeah. he's ascending and he finally gets a quarterback that could regularly get him the ball. He got his college teammate who already knows the offense and has played in his offense in the receiver room with Curtis Samuel. We got a slot receiver who has familiarity with the quarterback and Adam Humphreys. And Adam Humphreys is no world beater, but he's no jag either. He's the type of guy that always finds the soft spot in the zone, always makes the tough catches on third down, and he's going to play a big part for us. And this rookie we got, De'Ami Brown, he can end up being the star receiver opposite Terry on the outside. Mm-hmm. Curtis is more of the Swiss Army knife, but Deami Brown, his route tree was limited at North Carolina just because he did what they needed him to do. He didn't do any more than what they needed him to do, and he's, he's a smooth operator. He's a burner. He has great hands. He makes great contested catches. The wide receiver room is rounded out pretty good. And we finally got to see the ascension of Cam Sims last year when he was forced into the wide receiver two role. He won't have to be that. He'll be more like a package receiver here. And hopefully we can get something out of Antonio Gandy-Golden. Speaking of which, Tay wasn't able to make it to the pod tonight. His blazing hot take was that Antonio Gandy-Golden is going for like 70-something catches and 1,100 yards and, like, eight touchdowns. Something ridiculously crazy. I had to bring it up so we could rag on him for a second because that is nuts. (laughs) I'd love to see the money line on that. Oh, my gosh. 
Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Could talk about it. Could talk about it. On me? Um, Best position group other than the D line. All right, cool. Um, I'm going to group the DBs in together. So the secondary. Mm, Okay. So the secondary. So I think that when you put the safeties and the corners in totality, um, because they they all have to work as one. I think that that's the, the second deepest position. Um, we don't know about Landon Collins, um, but you know at, you have at least two starting safeties in Bobby McCain and Cam Curl. Um, and then you have two other, started, uh, two other guys that started for you last season for a substantial amount of time in Jeremy Reeves and DeShazer Everett. So it's going to be a, a camp. It's going to be a position battle. Like that's where I think the most competition is going to be in camp as safety. And then um, if you guys have followed my podcast or been on, on the Tay and Todd podcast, I, I have a big affinity for William Jackson. Uh, I think that he's a number Damn. one type corner. Uh, like I said, he's, he's literally like the only guy I've seen shut down Antonio Brown in his prime. Like the only one. I can't think of anybody else. Um, so if he can go back and regain that form, granted it was 2017, along with Kendall Fuller, um, who can potentially go back to the slot where he was the best slot corner uh, when he was with Washington the first time, pairing up with St. Juice, who was apparently looking down and stepping over guys in mini camp. Like, oh, six, three, three, swagging three, that room. Yeah, it's, that's yeah. Todd's twin right there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's big facts. <laughs> then we'll go with the secondary as a whole. Where are we going, uh, Alex? Uh, you guys haven't made it easy for sure. Um, I want to say when you guys touch on the wide receivers and DBs, I feel like these two groups are the most that have the most will have the most competition. Like going into the training camp, these two groups are definitely going to be like we're going to be having a close eye on that all day. But I've been showing a lot of love to the offense, but I'm definitely going to roll with the DBs. Like my man Jalen saying, William Jackson. I feel like every time I'm going through, I'm like, damn. And Jackson is here, you know what I'm saying? You know, we get to pair him with Kendall Fuller, you know what I'm saying? When you're talking about PSJ, man, I have a lot of love for these guys. I love the energy Chris Harris is bringing. I just feel that this group is going to surprise us. There's going to be a lot of guys. I feel Derek Forge is going to make a play, you know what I'm saying? We look forward to BSJ getting his first pick, you know? There's a lot of guys that are going to be able to bounce off each other, you know? Everyone's learning and growing together, and they're ecstatic, but... Again, it's the accountability, man. I love the energy in that room, man. I got to go with my DBs, man. I feel like they're going to show up in a big way. We're going to get a lot, a lot of production out of Chris, those guys. Chris Harris Jr. is the foundation for all that energy, man. That mic'd up session that he had. Oh, man. Talk about it, please. That, that makes me want to get my washed ass out there and <laughs> guard an all pro oh, wide receiver, goodness. man. This dude is great. You don't you like don't, nice things? You don't like nice things? You don't like nice things? <laughs> the thing is, he was even in Randy Jordan's mic. Though. Man. Like, I told you he was going to get three today. Like, he's everywhere. Like, he's everywhere. I, love I love it. It's nice man, to have coaches oh that are Because he's probably going to be gone after this year. He's going to get hired somewhere. So glad he came back this year, though. Man. It's nice to have coaches oh. that are getting hired where you're not just firing them. <laughs> oh, for sure. Hey, man, but we all talked about the positive things at camp. There's always the negatives. And, you know, our fan base, we have an affinity for Jags and players that never <laughs> make an impact in the league. The Marcus Masons and Simi Cobbs of the world. Who is y'all surprise cut going to be? And y'all already know my answer. <laughs> you want me to just get it out the Go way? ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
the fan base, please, I promise you, don't come in my house oh, with pitchforks and picket signs. Kelvin Harmon's not going to make the team. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to tell you this right now. Kelvin Ooh, Harmon folks, is man. not going to make the team. No. It was a good story. Seemed like a good guy. Already lacked explosion. Coming off a very serious injury. His stride still doesn't look right. Ooh. And the receiver room is just a little bit too crowded. I wish him the best in his endeavors elsewhere because I don't see him cracking the final 53 here. Yeah, no, no, he's not going to make the final 53. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to go to like the Bears or something, you know, like somewhere. I don't even think he's practice squad eligible. I think he played too much as a rookie, if I'm not mistaken, right? Which is tough. But surprise cut, man, honestly, I'm telling you that Sean Davis cut last year still has me shook. Like it really has me (laughs) thinking that – that short of Fitzpatrick, Curtis Samuel, and William Jackson, that anyone else they brought in could get cut. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Landon Collins. I don't think mm. he gets cut. Like, I don't think it happens. I think he's more likely to start on the pup, yeah, and go to IR <laughs> and not play all year. But I'm gonna say Landon Collins as a potential surprise cut. Okay. Yeah, that's mine. That's mine. Jalen, who's it gonna be? Oh, um, I wasn't voting off the island. I wasn't expecting <laughs> this one, so this one's really off the cuff. Hell but I'm gonna yeah. give you a name. I'm gonna give you a name. A surprise cut. Mm-hmm. Let's go with John Bostic. Okay, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a hey, really boy. good one. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's a really yeah, good. I can one. see. I can see good that. Sure. Let's go with John Bostic. So, um, we've heard out of camp that Khalid Carson has improved. Granted, it was mini camp. Hit we man. brought in Jamin Davis. Granted, I don't know if he was brought in to necessarily play middle linebacker, but the David Mayo signing is sneaky underrated, right? Um, and Ron, Ron, like one of the things, one of the trends from a Ron Rivera uh, press conference last year was he was he was trashing linebacker play. That was Hell almost, yeah. That was oh, he was. A week out. That was like Jay with the quarterbacks. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like, a linebacker's not fitting gaps. They might strike it. Zach Del Rio, too. And like yep. the biggest conference we all saw with our two eyes was John Bostic. Granted, <laughs> he did improve late in the season. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I don't think that Ron and Jack are holding him in too high regards. Um, and he is in his last year of his deal. Um, yeah, doesn't yeah. doesn't have too much dead money on the on the cap. So I wouldn't necessarily. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would. I would consider John Bostic a su- surprise cut. I don't know if y'all hear uh, Chris Cooley's film breakdowns, but there was a number of <laughs> yes. plays Bostic where he would, he would just highlight. He was just lost. Like he Garbage. play oh, action or, or a fake like screen bubble screen, and he man. is he has gone the entirely wrong way. I think I think one of the reasons that we're even more excited about this defense this year is the potential of how much better Jamin Davis could be than John Bostic. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like really, honestly, fast. like honestly, mm-hmm. we go over your head. Just a tad bit better. Yeah. That's why why it was perplexing to me that people were like not feeling the Jamin Davis pick. And people were like, who is this guy? And I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here like it's Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera. If any two people are going to pick out linebackers and Marty Herney, Marty Herney and Martin Mayhew, like all they do is hit on linebackers. I'm going to stop what I'm saying because my guy, Deontay <laughs> Hallams, a.k.a. Tay, 
AKA AGG is going to be an all pro receiver. <laughs> just entered the podcast. What's going on, Tay? What's going on, fellas? The group, group chat pod. I'm, I'm here, man. I'm here. It's happening, man. Hey, man. Right now, what we were getting into was that. Um, we were talking surprise, we were talk, cuts. surprise cuts on the roster. Okay. Who would be your surprise cut? And so far, we I said Kelvin Harmon. Um, Todd said Landon. Jalen said John Bostic. Let's hear yours, and then we'll go to Alex. I'm gonna go Jimmy Jimmy Moreland. Oh, that was next on my list. Hey, I like Man. I like that. <laughs> they always comes with the fire. Swinging for the fences, hey, man. Like, what? That was next. Tell him why, Tay. I promise you that was next on my list. I, since I took yours, I'll let you tell, tell him why, Jalen. You want me to tell him why? Oh, tell him man. why. I don't see a spot for Jimmy Moreland on this roster anymore, bro. <laughs> like, like uh, St. Juice, he's apparently locking up Terry McLaurin and Minicamp. We about to slide over Kendall Fuller to the slot. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's now playing outside. Everybody lied and told me he ran a 4-3 when I see him getting ran by Gronkowski in the playoff game. Like, <laughs> like, like I, I just don't see it with Jimmy Moreland. I, I think he's a fringe NFL player. Like, Ooh. I think he's a fringe NFL player. You know, he was good at a small school. And, Tay, I'm going to let you finish out because I, I know it's a reason why you told him. You told him why. Tell him why, Tay. Yeah, I just, I just think he's – a liability. Um, I, I mean, obviously, he's making the open field tackles the first year. Last year, uh, it seemed like to me he regressed. And I just think that they're looking for more bigger corners, it seems like. And, um, yeah, so that's why I think I think they're going to replace him. Um, so who's your fourth I, corner if they cut Jimmy? Because we're down to David uh, Johnson and Greg Stroman then, right? No, my guy, my guy from Detroit. Uh, oh, oh Daryl Roberts. Roberts. Daryl Roberts. Oh, yeah. Daryl is there. Yeah. And Bobby there. McCain yeah. can play nickel for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, he yeah. can. Yes, so he can. I think they're going to use that to free up because I think they're going to keep a couple safeties. Um, and I think they're going to be able to uh, – they're going to have to cut one of them corners. Hey, Alex, who we right, cutting, so, man? Man, Jalen definitely came in with the pick six with John Bosick because that was definitely where I was leaning. <laughs> but if I'm going with the surprise, man oh. – I'm going to go ahead and say Adam Humphreys, man. I, I feel was like thinking that, that. you know, like that. that was just like, if there's any spot, you know, where they're going to just go ahead and dive in and go with the youth as reliable as he is, that would just speak so much of the younger guys. If he is yeah. cut when Sean was let go, I'm like, okay, what's the plan? Cause we, we thought he was going to be a starter. You know, we tried it out after afterwards. We Lord knows we all know how that, you know, shaped out. But um, I just feel that, you know, just the back end, that means we're giving Steven Sims a chance. Again, Steven Sims Jr., um, maybe even Dax Mill. Are they, I haven't heard too much. We'll see how it pans out. But I think that Adam might just be on the cusp. I know he's Ryan's guy, but it says a lot. They're not afraid to cuss him out. I, I definitely think Adam Humphreys, I think he is a fair choice. Look at what they're paying, and they're paying him like a million dollars. Right. You know, so – I think he makes it, but I do. I think he is fighting for a spot, Friends, though. Yeah, I do think yeah. he's fighting for a spot. I think it's easier for him to earn it, but he still has to earn it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, Tay, before we move on to the next topic, why don't you go ahead and give us your season blazing hot take? <laughs> I, didn't do it, I didn't do it justice in the brief synopsis I gave it. Let's, <laughs> let's hear yours, man, because you always well, bring it when it comes to it. I think it was Alex in the group, in the group chat the other day talking about what Logan Thomas said about <laughs> Uh, AGG and how he's impressing in camp, and you know, I I said I said AGG gonna take over that outside corner slot, 
and I think he's going to get a uh, thousand yards this year. I, I, that's just, I think it's possible, man. I, I just, I, Tyler, I, I know you want that too. I, know I mean, I would love that. I would love that. I would, I would be <laughs> one of my, cause I'm one of my good for my best friend is played with him. And then another friend of mine saw him uh, in the mall and was, so, I mean, if he, if he, that happens, then I would, you know, I, next thing you know, we're best friends, right. <laughs> you know, I would love that. Tell you what, if AGG really did go off like that, our offense is going to be on another level. Imagine <laughs> I mean, because think line, about it. Think about it. We still line. need that big body receiver. Yep. Very true. Very right. true. That's Very who they true. want him. That's what they want him to be. That's yeah. why they drafted him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, can't say him, but. All right. Um, <laughs> let's hear. What were y'all record predictions when the schedule went out? And did they change since then? Because mine's has changed the game. Ooh. I want to hear Jalen's first. Y'all want to hear mine first? All right, I, re- cool. I remember yours. Yeah, so you know, I got us going 12 and 5, right? <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I've been scoring as a Washington football fan too. But if you look at the 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 completeness of this roster, you know, 1 through 53, I think that we have a top 10, you know, um, roster in the NFL. And I think that, like I said at the beginning of the pod, if Fitzmagic is capable of having that magical season, a la Rich Gannon, who led the Oakland Raiders to the Super Bowl, uh, you know, I think that um, we're due for some big things. I do. I think that we have some monsters on the defensive side of the ball. Granted, we do um, face a plethora of elite quarterbacks and a plethora of talent running backs, but I think we got two. We got two, three behemoths on the defensive side. Between Chase Young, Montez Sweat, and Jamin Davis, I think that just cancels out everything. Like I think that those three are going to be pivotal um, to the success of this season. And I think we're going to go twelve and five. So you're so still rolling you, with twelve and five. You're rolling with twelve and five, and, 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 and you know that they haven't won more than ten games in like thirty years. They haven't won more than ten games since I was born. <laughs> yeah, man, this that's is the year they're breaking it. Me too. Me too? Yeah, yeah. gotta happen someday. Gotta happen someday. Hell yeah. <laughs> Tay, what was your record prediction when the schedule came out and has it changed since? I think it was, was it tied 11 and 6, maybe? I think so. I think so, 11 and 6. Uh, it, it's, man, this team, honestly, the talent we have, like, like Jalen said, is just remarkable. And it's kind of hard to kind of go lower than 10. And it's kind of hard to say 7 to 9 because it's like we're better than what we were last year. And the defense, defense hands down, is going to be a a dog. I mean, you got Jamin Davis, who I'm I'm just like thrilled with. I watched the draft over like the, the first pick announcement, like I watched it like once a week just to get excited for him because <laughs> that I, man, he's so he's like a freak, dude. And um the offense is just it's it's, it's very good. And I I'm gonna move to 12, 13. <laughs> 13 See, wins. This is why I'm afraid. Yeah. This is why I'm afraid. He's, he's always bringing I up am <laughs> Damn, now you got to pick one. Call your shot. 12 or 13. Uh, I'll, I'll, don't do it. Don't I'll do it. Uh, I know. I'll say 12. <laughs> I'll say 12. I'll say 12. I'll match Jalen. I'll match Jalen. Oh, man. I love, it. I love it. Y'all remember the day. I don't remember what happened, but where Tay was having a bad day. Oh, my God. He was like, was we hilarious. suck. 
we're gonna be terrible <laughs> we're forever. We're never oh, gonna God. be good. Yeah. We're never gonna be good. I think good. it was free agency. I think we hadn't signed anybody yet. Yes, yeah, it was, like, yeah, it was yeah. like the second, it was the night we signed Fitzpatrick. It was like right before yeah. that. He's like, we, <laughs> man, we suck, man. We're we're never no, gonna be no, good. it was after Allen Robinson and them got oh tagged. yeah, that's yeah, what it yeah, was. Yeah, that's yeah, what it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, We're yeah, never yeah. gonna get good players here. <laughs> we suck, we're always gonna suck. I know okay, me I mean, it worked. when the schedule dropped, I had us at nine and eight because it felt like a fair medium for the team. I feel like our floor is seven or eight wins, but now that I look at it, like we're a good football team. <laughs> it's weird to say it. I so, I'm so <laughs> afraid of everything this season because things have never went this professional. And it is a well-oiled machine the way we're running this franchise on and off the field, handling the rebrand, the way fans are being included. It all feels so right. So I'm going to up it from nine and eight to 11 and six. I was going to do one game. I went up to, I'm going 11 and six. The first time in my goddamn life that we've won 11 games, book it, 11 wins. I like, mm. I like it. Go, go ahead, Alex. All right. So I believe I was right with Reed, right with Will earlier saying 10 and 7. And it just, what I was saying earlier, man, that confidence that, that like, I'm looking at him like, man, not, normally we always be like, yeah, maybe seven, maybe eight wins, man. We're not too sure. But look at where we're at now, guys. We're talking about 10 wins. And we're saying that with our whole chest. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. not even like, oh, we're being delusional, saying like, nah, bro. <laughs> like, these boys have a legit shot at doing that. I think 11 is the ceiling. And like you said, Rio, seven might just be the floor. But they're they're so beyond that, man. They're so beyond that, man. But 10 and seven, I'm going to stick with that. With a division, with the, with with a division of crown mm-hmm. and a playoff dub. Ooh. And a playoff dub. Great. So, until they break the 30 year long streak of not winning more than 10 games, I can't pick them to win more than 10 games. <laughs> Until they do it, I can't pick them to I do it. You. It just, it, there's, it's too much. I'm, I'm the nine and eight one. I went up a game though. I went up a game. Give me that. Oh, Give me man. that. I'm going nine and eight. Okay. I, I think because of, I think some injuries, I think just some stuff not going your way, That's fair. whatever it may be. I'm going to go nine and eight. I hope I'm wrong. I hope y'all are right. But I can't go. I can't go higher than nine and eight. God, it hurts, but I, I can't do it. <laughs> I yes. feel you. I feel you. That's a respectable take. That's honestly probably the most logical and sane take. <laughs> yeah. all of us yeah. Because we, we gotta are, have a good balance. We are all just just chugging the Kool Aid right now. <laughs> right, like, right, we, right. Supposed to, man. It's that time. Yeah. <laughs> it is that time. The but there is a reason, though. I'm just saying, like, if like I'm going back through watching games, I'm tweeting it. I got a thread I'm going to do all the way through to the wild card game. When you go back and watch these games, and it was like in the first four or five games, it, was, it wasn't even like a real team was out there playing. It was so many guys who shouldn't have been on the field, starting with Dwayne Haskins. And then you look at the two Giants games that they could have won, the Seahawks game and the Panthers game they could have won, if not for – Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> and then you look Cleveland. at the Browns game. The, the Browns game. The Browns yeah, game. Browns oh you look at uh, the Lions uh, game. I mean, yeah. so and then so they had what five losses at least that one or two things went the other way or or slightly better quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Instead exactly. of seven and nine, they're eleven and five, twelve, you know. Mm-hmm. So 
but us every year is his own thing too. So, I, but it definitely is. If they won seven games last year, then you would think they could definitely top that this year. I hope so. There's clear optimism coming from the group chat, but it's not just the group <laughs> chat. This national notoriety, Lewis Riddick, yeah. Rich Eisen, Mike mm. Greenberg, Washington mm. is the powerhouse in the NFC. Washington Terrifying. is a quarterback away Terrifying. from being a Super Bowl contender. With all this attention that we're getting, is this the right moment for us to finally get on hard knocks or all or nothing? Absolutely. Uh, can I say why I wouldn't want us to do it? The reason I wouldn't want us to do it is because if they're following a lot of the same COVID protocols, Mm. the one with the Los Angeles Rams last year seemed really really watered down to me. It's crazy that you asked this question, Rio, because I legit had to stop and think, like, who's the team on Hard Knocks last year? Like, it was that forgettable of a season. And it was the Rams I, and the Chargers. Yeah. yeah, and a show that I hold in such high regard, I wouldn't want to see that done to my favorite team. I think the protocols <laughs> would be a lot looser for the camera crew and shit this year. Yeah, facts. I think they would. I also facts. think since they went to the playoffs, they would have to volunteer, right? Yeah, they would. Yes, they, they would. would. That's a big. I'd say not this year, next year. You know, with the rebrand coming around, I feel like Name. that's the perfect time. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Like, it's going to be the new, freshest thing. Everyone's going to want to know what's it looking like in it. Let's mm-hmm. see what this Washington team looks like going forward. And what a perfect time to start introducing the young guy, the, new, the fresh new faces. It's the perfect segue. It almost makes too much sense. Quarterback. You know what I'm saying? And it's very marketable. You know, um, I think next year would be the prime. It's been a long time coming, but if there's any team, guys, we should book it right now. It's us next year for sure. I can hold off on this year. It has to be us next year. If it's not us, if we're not on this year, it has to be. And I'm not, I'm torn because I love Hard Knocks, but after watching like Amazon Prime's All or Nothing, Mm -hmm. I think that might be the show I would prefer. Because instead of training camp, they follow you through the season. Right. Watching Ron and the Panthers on there. That oh would goodness. be some goddamn content, man. That would really, yeah, I would love that. Because, I, and I mean, you know, they're going to focus on bubble uh, guys on the hard knocks. You probably won't mm-hmm. make the team one or two of them. But all or nothing is everybody on the team. Yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. For sure. I, I got a question um, in regards to that with the rebrand next year and everything like that. What do you think if, say, if we get a franchise quarterback via draft or like a Watson? As far as popularity, do you think in Washington, once we get that franchise quarterback, that arguably he'll be the most marketable in the league? I mean, he'll be up there because what Ron is doing is making us one of the most respectable. He's making us so respectable right now. We've been a clown show circus, headline seizing dumpster fire since Dan Snyder bought the team and now the whole world is starting to believe in us. Imagine we come in the next year, the Washington blanks, you know, because my NDA does not allow me to have an opinion. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of like an insider. He's that guy. He's that guy. guy. (laughs) So for the Washington blanks, we come out with these smoking new uniforms and a franchise quarterback, the publicity is going to be nuts. It's yeah. going to be crazy. Yeah. It's going to be euphoric in D.C., yeah. especially if we're coming off back-to-back division titles because no one has done it in the division since, like, 04. So, Philly, Philly. Yeah. I, I, I kind of think so, Tay, because 
the fact that this organization that a major sports organization is changing their entire branding is insane it's like almost never happened so then if they got a quarterback like Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or a rookie and he's the first quarterback and he's wearing that we don't know what it'll be but I think it'll be an animal that howls uh, and he's the first one wearing it and he's the first one doing it. I, yeah, I don't see why not. Like in all of sports? In all of sports, I think he'll have to start playing. I mean, like once he gets to that once level. Once he plays. Oh, once he plays and gets yes. to that level? Oh, for sure. I think so too. I think the market in DC is just like it's been crying. Like you saw what happened with RG3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happened with RG3? You saw energy with that. Yeah. RG3 was <clears throat> was he was the NFL for a I season. Thought, <laughs> I thought he was gonna be our LeBron James, bro. Like, <laughs> he was I, supposed to be. Like, no one couldn't tell me that he wasn't gonna yeah, be the best player you, in the league. I mean, even when they were losing. Oh my gosh. He led the league in rookie in jersey sales. Like not yes, as a rookie. Yeah. So we, we've seen it, Tay. Like you right. at one point. Um, it just wasn't sustainable. So that's why to answer your question, we just we just gotta see who it is. Um yeah. because not to say RG3 was an imposter, but I mean <laughs> we bought into that hype and then third 14 months later it was kind of like ah. Um, and he was on what national TV commercials and he was oh everywhere and everywhere. I, I so, so you see that the market is yearning for that superstar. Yeah, like, I, would, I would have to say yes, mm-hmm. depending on who it is and how successful we are. I would absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. You all remember Adam Schefter tweeting in that off season after 2012 that the schedule makers were trying to get an understanding of where RG3 was with his recovery so they could schedule crazy. primetime games. Yeah, <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I've never heard that ever yeah, about a man. player that's ever. That's ridiculous as hell, man. Um, dude, I, I'm, I'm going to touch on what uh, um, uh, Rio said earlier, man. As far as us being media darlings, man, I really feel that if we were to land someone like a Deshaun Watson, you already hear the respect, like, oh, they're a quarterback away. Oh, we know for a fact, you know, once they get – a guy like that or Aaron Rodgers, which I don't think is, I really think it's going to be Watson, man. If, if, if it does come to pass, if, you, if it, if it's Watson, I'm buying you a Jersey. Man, if it's Watson, I'm buying him the, the, um, the authentic, the untouchable the elite. Elite paper jersey. I'm getting you the cuff sleeves. No, the man, the back. Man, yeah, bro. Seriously though, man, like you hear these guys talk about our team and like Rio said, we've, we're not used to hearing them speak on us in such in such a way man but to land a watson no one's going to tell us we're crazy not to say that we're super bowl contenders instantaneously man like out the gate it's just like all right who's next you know mm-hmm. but yeah man that, that that would be insane man can we follow yeah. this rabbit hole just for one second oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. for one second because this past offseason trading for deshaun watson for us was impossible like for sure yeah we yeah. just didn't have the firepower but this is a new offseason coming up he has a no trade clause he gets to pick where he wants to go. A number of teams that would have been in on him drafted a quarterback this past year. So, I mean, that's where you kind of say, what if they do go 10 and 7, 11 and 6? You see the culture, you see the defense, you see the potential. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I say, hey, I want to go to Washington because maybe the Eagles have a terrible year. They got three first round picks, but they're a bad team. Yep. Or, or, you know, I don't know, the Giants or whatever other team. I mean, like, do you first of all do you think that Ron and 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 Marty and them would do that? And th- what what is it going to cost? Let me go first on that one. See, it starts with he needs to be unequivocally <laughs> innocent. He needs to check every box that says this was all fallacy. This was all 
concocted and he had no foul play or anything because the last thing we have a pending sexual harassment case <laughs> waiting yeah, awaiting us for the oh, whole man. world to see <laughs> Yeah. We cannot bring in yeah, 22 pending case, man. We cannot bring that in unless he is completely got that blown out of the water and this Tony Busby guy goes away somewhere. But if it did go away and he completely cleared it and his character is back intact, I think you absolutely go for it because I think guys like Chase Young and Terry McLaurin, they could sell him to come here and who wouldn't want to play in what we're building here? Like, and you're playing for not an expansion team, but the attention that's going to come with us having a new name on top of the fact that the roster is built for you to win immediately. What's not attractive about this destination? A team that's looking for re- a franchise that's looking for all-time redemption while he's on the trail for redemption for his character. Oh, it's a Disney story written, man. <laughs> they should ask Deshaun Watson what he would want the name to be and then make that the name. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to see if he if he likes wolves. Well, I need to find oh, out what his favorite animal is. Dude, dude. Besides parlors. <laughs> oh my God. Jalen, you look like you got some thoughts. Um yeah. Uh so first I don't I don't no matter how innocent, I love Deshaun Watson. No matter how innocent he is, though, I don't think we can touch it. Like, I don't. That's fair. That's fair. I don't think. Uh, I would love to have Deshaun Watson um, before all these 22 cases. You know, I was all for trading him. I was ready to give away everybody on the team, not named Chase Young and Terry McLaurin. Mm. But now, we like, we still don't know what's going to come into this report. And I know we're talking about hypothetically if, what if. If it comes out clean, if he comes out innocent. (laughs) But, you know, what if, you know, what if, you know, with Tanya Snyder, you know, recently being, you know, promoted up in the organization, what if they really find some dirt on Dan and, you know, he suffers, you know, uh, suspension where he's out of the picture for a minute, but then he comes in and brings in a Deshaun Watson. Just what does that look like in the public life? And while we might not like it, how does that affect business? You know, how does that, and, you know, that's what Dan is really about. Uh, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, and, you know, he is carrying this bar- burden of, you know, funding the entire um, franchise at this point. So he really has to, you know, care about uh, his fiscal responsibilities at this point. So I, while I would love to have the Sean Watson there, and I think he would instantly make us Super Bowl contenders, I don't think we can touch that no matter how innocent he is. I'm with you. Uh, all right, guys, well, in my mind, just allow me to play devil's advocate. Um, with the team and the culture that we have built here, I feel that if there is any coach, any one person that could take on, I don't even want to say the challenge or the task of Deshaun Watson, it's Ron Rivera because he's shown through the entirety of his coaching tenure, be it in Carolina, here, wherever, he is an accountable person. He's going to stick, stand out in front of his guys and he's going to take the bullets, you know what I'm saying, for whomever. And when we're talking about our team, as far as them progressing into things that are just football, we're not hearing that constant circus throughout the off season. It's purely football. We're not, we're only hearing about players pro- 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 progression, what they're doing on the field. I feel like if it's just strictly about football, it, it's a no brainer. No one's going to bat an eye 
the minute that we're sitting up there contending for NFC Conference Championship, like, okay, it's a great story. What a great redemption story. You know, at the end of the day, it's Deshaun Watson, man. If he does come to this team, we know. We know what it's going to mean for us down the line. And if we're, if we're purely basing it off that, for sure. But I, I understand what you guys are saying with the PR hit. I just feel Ron is the guy. He He's the one person who can truly take on this task of Deshaun Watson and save face, regardless of what's going on. No one's going to bat an eye, for sure. That's how I feel, personally. Sold. You sold me. <laughs> seriously man if there's one guy he can do it oh i'm sold man but you know i got one more for y'all then we're gonna get out of here because you know we can do this shit all night this is what we do man sure, this is what sure. we do we just five five black men that love our washington football team our group chat never stops getting notifications this is what we do but my last one before y'all go 2022 Week one, the Washington Blanks with minority owner Sean Jay-Z Carter. (laughs) (laughs) Who is the starting quarterback for that football team? Prediction or what? Prediction. Prediction. Yeah, that's going to take some thoughts. Prediction. (laughs) Man. I'll go first if nobody got one off the tip of their tongue. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Spencer Rattler. Mm. Oklahoma. In a trade up. We're going to trade that into means, the that top means he, 10. means he's a third or fourth quarterback taken, probably. Ooh. I think we're going to trade up. I think Howell's going to go before him and Slovis is going to go before him. Mm, I can see that. And I can see that. Spencer Rattler becomes the quarterback here in Washington. He's a bit of a douche, but so is Aaron Rodgers and so is a lot of great players. I do not <laughs> care if he could play football. Last year, coming off a COVID year, like Matt Miller was saying on my pod. Coming off that COVID offseason, he started off slow early, but he really started to catch wind later in the season. I think he's going to have a Heisman-like year this year, and he's going to show us everything. Lincoln Riley spits out quarterback. He made Jalen Hurts a second-round quarterback when he looked like a running back in Alabama. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Spencer Rattler, with his natural ability, is going to put on a Baker Mayfield-type performance this year, and he's going to be a burgundy and gold to debut our new name and we're moving forward with our franchise quarterback next year. Who wants next? Okay, I'll go next. I'll go next. I got to go with my guy. Cause I, I don't, I don't know about the veterans. My guy, Matt Corral from Ole Miss. Mm. He's my guy. He's my sleeper. He's not getting a lot of talk. He's getting a little bit of talk, not a lot of talk, but when you watch the guy play, okay. now look, he had a couple like just interception. It rained out interception games. He, he had two of them. But every other game, my goodness, he went toe to toe with Alabama. He laid like his some of his throws he made against. I think it was. I think it was. Uh, it was either Mississippi State. I think it was Mississippi State. My God, he's he's got that that Mahomes, Zach Wilson that everybody's looking for. He's a great leader. Also, he is. Um, I don't know exactly what he is, but he's not white. So he <laughs> continues. To, he continues to check that. I think he's. I think he's Spanish descent. Some somewhere. <laughs> So he continues to check that diversity box that this that they're trying to build in this organization, <laughs> where suddenly the face of your franchise. I thought he was white. <laughs> no, he, didn't know. he might be half or something, but he's. I, didn't I, know. I think oh, he's got man. some Spanish, and he's you know he's tatted up and everything. Um, he's my guy. I'm telling y'all, watch Matt Corral, Ole Miss, that boy SEC. He's lighting it up, and I think he'll be at best the third quarterback taken. Oh, on me. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say Brian Fitzpatrick. Um, okay, safe. 
That's the same thing. If, uh, if, if he goes off for the year that I'm projecting them have, uh, about 30 touchdowns, you know, 4,000 yards, um, oh I wouldn't see a reason why we shouldn't bring him back. Um, we still have to pay everybody on this defensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that can prolong that process for um, one more year. Terry, too. Um, so, right, and Terry's coming up. Um, so, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick rides off into the sunset um, as Washington wins, you know, the 2023 <laughs> Super Bowl. Oh, he's going to Mark, he go Mark ripping us to the John, Super Bowl. John, El- John Elway style, you know, okay. right off in the sunset as a, as a Super Bowl champion with the football it team. It would be a great way to end his career. <laughs> Alex, go ahead and tell us Deshaun Watson gonna be our quarterback. Yeah, you know it is. Okay, all right, all right. So if I was gonna go with the draft prospect, though, you know I do like love me a little bit of Sam Howell. I think he's gonna be definitely nice. Um, but before I even get into the quarterback, I want to ask like, do you obviously a salary cap is probably gonna go up again next year. Yeah, you know, for sure, so, for sure. So I feel like that might give us a little bit of flexibility. But I know Ron is always talking about that calculated but aggressive approach. I feel like them this year in this draft, we watched them fill out this roster. Whatever holes that we did have, they went about filling it, and they did it in a way where it's like, okay, there's just not too many holes here. I can't identify one single weakness or spot on this team. And with that being said, I feel like that opens the door for us to be a little bit more aggressive as far as going for somebody. We've we've tried with Amari Cooper. We were willing to give him that hundred million at that point in time when when he was available. You know, like they shown that they're really. Who we going to get, man? Who we going to get? Deshaun Watson, man. I got it. I got. I got. I got to. I got to stick with my guns here, man. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you know, y'all know what that means. If we're talking purely football, if he gets in a Washington uniform, that new Nike Fresh, whatever the hell they're conjuring up, man. I'm telling you right now, man, it's, it's going to be business. And who's ready for hard knocks with Deshaun Watson, Chase Young, man, chopping it up on the field, man? You don't want to know how uh, ignorant of a fan uh, I'm going to be. Come on, man. I'm feeling it right now, man. Like, what? Come on, man. Yeah, I'd be screaming like a little girl. All right. I already Watson. know Tay, Tay is going to have the most obscure answer. So I'm bracing myself for this one. Who, we, who quarterback in week one for the Washington Wolves? Russell Wilson. Hypothetically. Oh, 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 oh my God. God. Give me a virtual pound, say. That one I that one that was not that was not crazy. That was not crazy. I think I think he's gonna see. I think it's gonna I think they're gonna have a down year this year, Seattle. Mm. And I think he's gonna see what this Washington team is building and him being from Virginia already. Mm. I think it's gonna be a match made in heaven. Come on down, CC. Wow. <laughs> Come on wow. down. Oh wow. my god. I would I think I would actually cry tears if we let Russell, <laughs> Russell Wilson yeah. doesn't get hurt. Nah. Nah. Hey, who's, who's more of a politician than Russell Wilson in the, in the dog? Yeah. 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 That's who you, that's who yeah. you want in yeah. DC. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, he's yeah. from Virginia. That's, he the, has, that's the that's the like lead, that. that's the leader of the pack, I, man. I, I, I like that right there, though. Say I like pun intended. Yeah, I can see him that's, that's a, that's a in the White four House. to five year Super Bowl window. <laughs> Our Super Bowl window would be going crazy. Oh my god! Yeah. Just the thought of it, I can't even fathom it. But that's that's going to wrap up for the day. You know, I cannot wait to get with y'all during camp in a few weeks, man. Like I said, some combination of us is going to be there every day in Richmond. Mm-hmm. Y'all go ahead and plug your stuff. Say whatever you want to say. Get it out the way. I'll start with you, Todd. And Todd Podcast. Check out on YouTube. 
that's where we're going to start doing most of our stuff. I didn't even put our last podcast on Anchor, which is terrible. So uh, I should have done that. But uh, check us out on YouTube. And during the season, all the film breakdowns, at least two episodes a week. So yeah, follow us on Twitter and on YouTube. Subscribe. Jalen, go ahead and plug your stuff. Um, Bleeding BNG, um, Bleeding Burgundy and Gold. We have social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter. Um, our Instagram is at bleeding, B-L-E-E-D-I-N-G, B-N-G. Our Twitter handles is a tad bit different. That one is at B-L-E-E-D-I-N-B-N-G. We're also on YouTube as well. Um, you can search Bleeding B-N-G, Bleeding Burgundy and Gold, or you can search my name, Jalen Morgan. Uh, make sure you're tapped in. We're giving you guys a lot of content, and we'll be pushing out um, episodes weekly. Uh, like, like Tay said, uh, I mean, like Todd said, about two episodes a week. Um, when the season starts um, reviewing and previewing uh, upcoming games. Yep. And also, if you got a beard, go ahead and check Jalen out for the Stunner's Beard Sauce. I heard Antonio Gibson was looking for some beard oil. Hit up my boy. I got it. I got the peppermint scent, and it, it works wonders, man. I love it. I appreciate that. A second. Alex, go ahead, man. Uh, yeah, y'all can go ahead and follow me on Twitter, H-U-G-0 underscore P-O-L-0. And I'm going to be getting my stream going soon, so you can follow me at twitch.tv slash kingkofi21, K-I-N-G-K-O-F-I-21, man. Sir, and Tay, knock it out. Yes, sir. Same, same as Tay and Todd. Hopefully we get to see all this uh, this this training camp. And, uh, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to interact. I'm ready to meet some of the fans and the other podcasters and just – Get this, get this season rolling. So continue to uh, follow us, support us. We appreciate it. Hell yeah. And that's just going to wrap up another group chat pod. It was another successful one. And that's going to wrap today's episode of the Rambling About Washington podcast. You can follow my personal page at Rio underscore Robinson 91 or my podcast page at Raw Podcast W Rio. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I'm two videos in right now. Rio. Rambling about Washington podcast with Rio. Give me a follow and follow all my guys you see here on this video. Hail to the nameless football team. Deuces. Peace.